Welcome into another episode of mic Up, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Mellow and big country as usual today on a very busy Monday. There's so much going on in the NFL and college football. We had the World Series last night. Now, I will say, spoiler alert to all of you, I did not watch Sunday Night Football last night. And I did not watch a lick of the World Series. Well, balance. That's what we bring to this show. (laughs) But we are going to get into a lot of our Sunday reactions, our Saturday reactions as well. Uh, Another coach gets fired in the college football world. But I think the biggest news of this morning is the Derrick Henry injury. Uh, It it really sucks. Uh, This is a guy that I feel like we both kind of root for and are terrified of as Chiefs fans. And we'll also get into previewing that Chiefs game on Monday night tonight. But Derrick Henry, it looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the year with a fracture in his foot. You hate to see it for a guy that was having such a good year and looked like he might be the MVP this year and then goes down yesterday with a foot injury. Yeah, and they said that it was like it happened in the game. So he stayed in and kept playing. Titans eventually come away with a victory. So I guess that paid off in that realm. But at the same time, like you hate to see it for a guy this talented. And like you said, he was having the year that he is. And now you got to deal with this. And what? He's eight weeks is what they said, which might be the remainder of the season. Yeah, maybe that's perfect timing for the playoffs. But at that point, like, are you ready for that? Like, have you rehabbed enough? Where's your body? How's the foot? And I mean, this is a physical runner, too. We all know that we know how talented this guy is. And it really the detriment to that Titans offense is the next thing we got to look at because they haven't been thrown. I mean, they have been throwing the ball well, but like everything like they comes tried off to, the play but they action. knew like, yeah, this isn't really. Yeah, this isn't what we want to be. And they they are. They're a run heavy team. They do. Almost all of their success in the passing game comes off of play action. Mm-hmm. And now a guy like Ryan Tannehill, I think he's really going to have to earn his money. I mean, he's signed there, re-signed there, and I think a lot of people are happy with the way that he's played. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Now he's going to have to go win games. Yeah, I mean, he's Titans really team. good at handing the football off. Mm-hmm. Of like, hey, you go do really good, and then I'll throw when we need to. Like yeah. you said, now you got to earn that money. Do you? Th- I mean – Looking at Ryan Tannehill, do you think he can keep this Titans team going, or do you think it's one of these situations where it was like, we really I saw how Ryan much Ryan Tannehill it- is better than people think that he is because so much of what they do is centered around Derrick Henry. But I don't know that this is going to be like a dominating team in the AFC without Derrick Henry. He's just he's that important to this team. And I saw Rex Ryan this morning even talking about Derrick Henry is the most important player to his team in the league. And he might be right just because this offense is going to change so much. I do think that's a bold statement because of how important the quarterback position is in the NFL. But we saw yesterday so many quarterbacks in the league get hurt and their team was fine. Yeah. Like not only were they fine, some of them actually looked better off uh, with these other quarterbacks in place. So for Derrick Henry, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this Titans team, how good they are. I mean, they were a team that I think we, you know, at least in my opinion, we, I was flirting with putting them as one of the top teams in the AFC. Yeah. Without Derrick Henry, I'm not doing that. And maybe they'll prove me wrong. Maybe, you know, Ryan Tannehill can come out and, and prove that that contract that he signed was a good contract. Yeah. And but, I mean, the, this last four game stretch for the Titans 
was a lot more difficult than I think a lot of us realized. Like, they played right. Buffalo. They win. They played Kansas City, completely smacked them. Indianapolis was a close game. Thank you, Carson Wentz, for just throwing that away once again. Literally. Yeah. And then this, I mean, then their next game is against the Rams without Derrick Henry. Then New Orleans, who was able to pick up a win against Tampa this week. So that's just – it's crazy how that's Tom Brady's kryptonite, the New Orleans Saints. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about your boy, though, uh, Carson Wentz, sticking with the Titans and Colts game? Mm-hmm. Hey, I told you. I, I jumped off the train. They've, he's been doing good without me. <clears throat> Until yesterday. Until yesterday. <laughs> and the, the crazy thing is he was doing so well yesterday. He was playing well. Mm-hmm. But then, in typical Carson Wentz fashion – Throws the game away. I, like, mean, the, I just, I don't, I watched that play like 20 times. Are you talking about the one near the end zone? Yeah, the pick six uh-huh. that when he, that he throws left-handed. First off, not Patrick Mahomes. Second, that's a screen play to a tight end at your own like 10-yard line. Uh-huh. And three, why? <laughs> like, I, I again, I watched that play like probably 20 times from the broadcast view and then the all-22 view from behind. And it's just throw the fucking ball away. Right. Like, we see all these other quarterbacks where there's pressure in their face and there's nothing there. What do they do? They throw it right at the feet of the receiver, live to Especially see another Especially on a screen. Yes. Uh, just throw it right at their feet. Not Carson Wentz. Looks right at him, goes. I mean, he even pump faked it. What, the D lineman's going to kick the ball what out of the air? What that pump fake look like? like? Like that right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is what he should have done. He's pretty much just jerking around. Yeah. I. <laughs> like, it's just, it's one of those deals where you watch it and it's like, it's hard. To continue to try and praise this guy and, like, give, I, I don't know, defend him. I guess this is the one way I could defend it. Eric Fisher, why don't you be better at catching a football? It was right at you. You completely missed it. You watched well, that can't play. Catch it. No, well, it would have been better than the other guy catching Maybe, it. Yeah, like a bad I've never seen situation. a player whiff more on a catch than Eric Fisher did on that play. If I'm going def- to defend Carson Wentz in any way, it was like, one, don't throw the ball that way. Like, that's silly. We're smarter than that. At least I would like to think you are. But if Eric Fisher touches it, it's a penalty. It's dead. But it would be a penalty. Some might look at it, though, as like a dead ball. Like he got hit as he threw, so it's like just a floating ball. If he does catch it. But if it, the defense doesn't touch it, he can't catch it. Like, if it's tipped, he can catch it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not tipped, it would have been a penalty against I think it was the Colts. Tipped. I don't know. I didn't watch it twenty but times. Anywho, yeah, Eric if Fisher it's tipped. Looked, he could have. Yeah, but I. I I'm not going to put real blame on Eric Fisher, but it's one of those situations where like kind of sounds at like it, you're trying to bail out Carson Wentz. One hundred percent, I am. <laughs> Carson Wentz is my best friend. Uh, it's it seems that way sometimes, but I mean again, and then throws another interception in overtime. I mean, he single handedly kept the Titans in that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brought him back and got the win for him. It it was tough to see. Uh, but, I, you know, another guy that probably needs more attention on his name is Michael Pittman. He has mm. been balling out the last couple of weeks. Had like 10 catches yesterday, two touchdowns. Things were looking really good for the Colts. Therefore, until Carson the Wentz is quarter. making him look like a stellar receiver. Mm-hmm. Or, or Michael Pittman person. is yeah. making Carson <laughs> Wentz look like a decent quarterback. Because the catches I that he comes down, that. I do too. That's kind of what I, I was always supposed to be respect towards Pittman. I'm not trying to give anything else to Carson Wentz. The dude stinks right now. I think Pat McAfee said it best. Like watching this guy be the quarterback of your favorite team is an absolute emotional roller coaster. It really just is highs and lows, mm-hmm. and it nailed it perfectly. But like, yeah, Michael Pittman, the one ball that's underthrown and he comes back and gets it. Another one is a, a defensive pass interference that put them in a spot to be able to score and tie the game up after he nearly did throw it away the first time. 
and I do like that because I feel like I talked this kid up quite a bit coming into the year. It was like, hey, Carson Wentz might actually have a real target that can be reliable in Michael Pittman and is a guy who Mm -hmm. looked good last year and hopefully he can continue to develop, and he has. So it's been nice to kind of see that and then feel like, hey, I was actually maybe right on this one. And then, I mean, him and Jonathan Taylor have both Mm -hmm. looked really good, two young players. Then you just you have to get better play from your quarterback. Uh, which is crazy that they, I mean, even at times it looked, it looked really good yesterday. Mm-hmm. And even watching some of that game early, I thought, okay, maybe Carson Wentz is putting it together. Well, yeah, they were up 14 to nothing at one point. Yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was getting alerts for like, oh, Michael Pittman's going off and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe they're finally starting to click here. <laughs> Look at Carson and then <laughs> they just shit their pants once again. <laughs> but we saw so many quarterbacks yesterday uh, get hurt. And how about the emergence of, Mike White. That's where I thought you were going to go earlier, but you went with the other Mike, Michael Pittman. Yeah, Mike White, though, uh, had a great game. We were kind of poking fun at him Mm -hmm. a little bit on Friday. Who the hell is this guy? Western Kentucky. (laughs) I did hit him with the who? (laughs) Uh, Now you know. Yeah. Maybe he's a listener of the show, and he's like, you know what? Fuck that big country guy. I'll show you who I am. I'm Mike White. Mike fucking White is who I am. What a name, too. What's your name? Mike. Not last name. White. Mike White. The most boring name ever. White Mike. You you cannot Facebook stalk Mike White. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or Michael White. There are a million of them easily. But he he played very well yesterday. And I was kind of tweeting about it, kind of poking fun. Like, is this guy good? Like, maybe... I saw Jets fans even, like, kind of poking fun. Like, is this maybe our future quarterback? (laughs) And then Robert Sala comes out and is like, anything is possible. Which I don't know what you expect him to say, like in that yeah, situation. Like they of, play Thursday night, and I think he just yep. deemed him the starter immediately after that game. He was like, yeah. 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 And I, I think that's more about uh, Wilson probably not being healthy enough to go Thursday night than it is anything else. But I, I think that he could put pressure on Zach Wilson. I mean, it, if he continues to play well. And if it were just like, you know, he put up 400 yards against a shitty team, maybe it wouldn't mean so much. But they did beat the Bengals. Mm hmm. Who, who were have in been good first place of the AFC. I, I still am I'm holding back a little bit, though. We'll see if they're good. I, starting off the season 5-2 and two is great. I don't know if that makes you good. Yeah. I mean, we saw it last year with the Steelers being 11-0 at one point. Right. And just completely falling apart. But, I mean, props to the Jets here, though. The teams that they've beaten this year, the Tennessee Titans, who they – they took care of business against, and then now the Bengals. So, like, two teams out of the AFC that have, everyone's looking at, I was like, hey, these guys might be your true contenders. Mm-hmm. They've beaten them. And if the one thing that really caught my eye with the whole Mike White situation was his teammates in the, the post-game press conferences where it was like, hey, yeah, this guy, like, works his butt off. Like the running yeah. back, Michael Carter, out of North Carolina, correct? Nothing but just, like, high praise for him. He's like, yeah, this dude works his butt off every single day. We see it. Like, not surprised by this. We get to see it every day in practice. You guys, yeah. you're shocked. I'm I do not. think a lot of that is probably player speak of just the nobody ever outs somebody. It's like actually he barely practices. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. We don't like him. Like we were That's all true. really surprised to see him play well because he's kind of just a, a fuck off in practice. And but I I did see some other people even saying and again this is hindsight. I was like oh no we knew he was going to be good uh, and that's why we felt confident playing him. In this game. Mm-hmm. And well, I watched. You my... still traded for Joe Flacco. So, like, yeah. how confident? <laughs> like, nah, okay, just in case. Because mm-hmm. I think he's been on the practice squad since, like, 2018 or something. Um, but one thing that he mentioned, because I watched one of his, I think it was, like, directly after the game, like, the on-field interview post-game. And he uh, he mentioned that the offensive coordinator called him on Saturday. I was like, hey, like, we're, the playbook's completely open. Like, we're not going to come out and be 
you know, soft. We're not going to try and dink and dunk. We're not going to try and just like not be who we'll we try are. Try to win offense. ball games exactly. Yeah. And he said like that just kind of gave me the confidence of like, yeah, we're just going to come out here. We're going to try and catch him off guard. We're going to throw the ball down the field. We're going to push it, and it worked out for me. And he said himself, he's like, I think that kind of caught the Bengals off guard that we came out as strong and fast and hard as we did. Boom. Then you keep control of the whole game. You go win. He did have a couple silly interceptions. One of them I don't necessarily think was his fault, but like it's still one of those deals where he was able to come back from that. You know, first NFL start, you throw two interceptions, one of them being a pick six, but then you're still confident enough to lead your team down the field and win a football game. Jets fans are loving that. Yeah. They are. And I even if, you know, Zach Wilson comes back healthy, at least you know you have something there at quarterback, whether yeah. it's a guy that you're gonna keep around as a backup for forever. Or maybe, you know, a lot of teams need a quarterback next year. Maybe if he continues to play well, you have a, a piece that you can move. But mm-hmm. it's great to see a guy come in and play well, especially one of these, like, unknown guys. I yeah. like to see it. I, I find myself rooting for them until they get too much hype, mm-hmm. and then I'm off. Like, like, man, you actually suck. Like, Heineke? Like, you yeah, remember, that's I mean, last exactly year he came thinking. in, and everybody was like, I – I think even you were like, this could be the future at quarterback. I, I mean, I wasn't. I've been right, though, so far this year. Granted, Ryan Fitzpatrick's injured, but it's still like he almost led him to a playoff victory against Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. This year, I, I think that he has definitely come out and proven, like, okay, Washington needs a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Mike can't White have will my probably flashes. be the, the next guy of, like, oh, my God, he played so well. He's probably going to be a career backup, but that is a good asset to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean – for him and his career, too. That's a good career. Yeah. I know that we all talk about, like, Chase Daniel every time we talk about a backup. That's not a bad gig. To be a backup quarterback in the NFL for 10, 12 years? Hell yeah. Sign me up in a heartbeat. I mean, especially if you're just content with, like, just living your life outside of football. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't be, like, the football player. Like, that can't be your whole life. It's just got to be, like, people ask you, like, you go to this big festive ball, and it's like, hey, man, what do you do? It's like, yeah, I'm a quarterback in the NFL. It's like, for mm-hmm. who? Doesn't fucking matter. I'm a backup. Every team. I got twelve million dollars coming to my account this year. (laughs) What's up? Yeah, exactly. Another backup quarterback that I thought played very well yesterday was Trevor Simeon uh, of the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston. I I feel bad for him. Guy goes down, tears his or his ACL. He's going to be out for a while. And a lot of people this morning were even looking at like, okay, what do the Saints do at quarterback? I think maybe they just stay with what they have in Trevor Simeon. Yeah. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. Mm-hmm. That and is he wasn't, not easy to do. And this is a guy who, you know, at one point, I believe, was going into real estate. It was like an actual realtor. <laughs> and the Denver Broncos were like, hey, we need a quarterback. This dude comes in, ends up being a starter for, like, I think a whole year and a half. Um, and then it moved on from there. Was This this was a guy that played for the Jets and, like, had his ankle The Broncos for a little just, bit. Yeah, so he was with the Broncos. They ended up moving on from him, and then he goes to the Jets. I think it was a couple years ago. Um, it, his clip went viral because he's getting tackled, and he lands on his back foot, and he like completely just smashes his ankle, destroys it. Don't hear from him. He comes in last night, or excuse me, yesterday afternoon, James gets hurt like you mentioned, and just take no, – I shouldn't say takes over, but just steps under the roll and like no hesitation, slinging the ball down mm-hmm. the field, running the offense. The offense looked comfortable with him. I so watched it is them. kind of one of those deals where it's like, hey – Maybe not the future, but like you're fine yeah. here for the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, fine for maybe the rest of the year. I don't think that he's that much worse than Jameis Winston. Oh, absolutely not. It, the Saints like surprisingly sitting there at five and two right now with a big win. I did not expect them to beat Tampa Bay at all. I don't think anybody. Did. No, and then I mean when Jameis got hurt, I really thought they were done for. But even at halftime, they were doing like the halftime report of like, oh, how confident are you feeling? Blah blah blah, all this stuff. 
and Sean Payton was even giving them the like, oh, I feel very confident. Like Trevor can come in and run the full playbook. And as they're like talking, he hits a big play to Mike uh, White. Uh, not, no, not Mike White. What is his name? Kevin White, the receiver oh, that yeah. has played for everyone. And then I was like, who? Who did that just go to? Am I really seeing what I just saw? <laughs> it goes off for like 38 yards. And it just goes to show, I mean, Sean Payton, man, I think that he is incredibly underrated. Mm-hmm. We always talk about, you know, some of the great coaches, Belichick, Andy Reid. Sean Payton is right up there. I Honestly, the fact that we're not talking about him as like the second best coach in the NFL is a little bit of a slap in the face to him. For what he's been able to do, and even like this year without Drew Brees, they've been exceptional. And again, sitting there at five and two with a big win over Tampa Bay, that's huge for them. Yeah, and I mean, you're exactly right because his playbook and the way he calls his offenses, it feels like you can just plug and play anybody into those spots. Drew Brees, Jameis Winston. They have like no one at receiver. Nobody. <laughs> I mean, like the high, one of the highest paid receivers in the NFL, Michael Thomas. Still don't know where yeah, he's at. I don't there. feel like I've heard a national report on him. Like, I think he's on still CBS. Injured. Like, so it's unless more about I've just when he's completely missed it. Yeah. But like, I feel like even though they're like, hey, this is kind of the update on Michael Thomas, this is what we're hearing. I don't feel like I've seen that. Maybe I'm just not watching for it. Well, I, I just don't think that it's time for him to come back yet. Even in like, no, it's got to be in the next couple of weeks, right? It, it, I would think so because he had that surgery like right at the beginning of yeah the season. I don't know. It's also it could be just the Saints doing a very good job of keeping it under wraps of like, hey, this guy actually just doesn't want to play here. Well, uh, I know we kind of have this on the rundown here, but trade deadline tomorrow. Yeah. Could the Saints be one of those teams in your mind that's like, fuck it, we're going to go get Sean Watson. Everything's conditional in case like mm -hmm. illegal, like off-field stuff getting like legal issues come in the way and it's like you can't play. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if you are the Saints, you have a receiver in Michael Thomas, you have a couple tight ends that are decent, you have Alvin Kamara, you have a solid defense, you have the coaching staff, Mm -hmm. throw whatever the Texans want, take the risk on it. I just think it's too late in the game like maybe if they were you know a team like the Dolphins or the Panthers who are getting in on Watson a little bit this season Mm -hmm. maybe they could pull the trigger on it but like deciding on like a Sunday to do this trade this is a massive trade uh, for uh, one of the best players in the league when he's playing but then throwing in all the legal stuff with it I don't see a way where he can be traded yeah like at all to any team not the Saints not the Dolphins I just don't think it's going to happen I think the the Texans have done a pretty good job over the last couple of weeks of like, hey, this is what we want. But, I mean, they still probably want three first-round picks for him. And then players. And you don't know if he's ever going to play. Yeah. So, I I don't think Deshaun Watson get, gets moved at all. Maybe if you're the Saints, you make the call and you're like, hey, what what is your ask, asking price? Because we haven't really had any talks here uh, before. <laughs> or maybe they would be a team that would be in play in the offseason. But I don't, I don't see a way where you can move Deshaun Watson. I, I think so many teams are just questionable about whether or not he's going to play. I know Cam Newton is another name that's been out there for like, oh, maybe the Saints could go after him. I Maybe I I'm like wrong. That. I don't think Cam Newton's good. I mean, there's a reason why he's still a free agent. And, you know, there was talk of even Drew Brees. Of like, are you going to get him to come back? Like, I bet he's loving life at NBC. I, he's got he a full head of hair again. Last year. No, and granted, he was dealing with a shit ton of injuries that we find out after the season ended. Yeah. But, like, there's no way this dude gets hair plugs, goes to NBC, is tearing it up. He's finally being personable on set, and then it's like, actually, I'm going to go back to the Saints. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just enjoy your time. Man. So many of those guys, I think they get pretty comfortable with what they're doing afterwards. Of like, okay, I'm not making maybe as much money as I was, but 
I'm also not working out all the time. I'm not putting in all these hours. I get to go home it's, to my family. Yeah. yeah, there are not 300 pound men trying to chase me down and throw me onto the ground. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think Drew Brees is probably all set. I think the Saints probably are too. I, I think that they're probably looking at Taysom Hill is supposed to come back from concussion protocol soon. So even him, like he's probably gonna be a great backup, and then he mm-hmm. just. Maybe roll the rest of the season with Simeon. Let's get into some of our great sponsors here, uh, Miners and Monroe. I'm wearing a the most comfortable cardigan I've ever put on, which is the only cardigan I think I've ever put on. I love it though. It's just you're... I'm not a I'm not a cardigan type of guy per se, uh, but now I might be. They, I mean, really, you are now. You're wearing it. It's absolutely beautiful. It's comfortable. I don't ever want to take it off. Uh, but they also have you covered with a lot of great flannels, T-shirts, hats, apothecary goods. I, I yeah. used to hear that one on radio all yes, the time. Sir. I believe they still have those. We will be partnering with Miners and Monroe for a lot coming up. Uh, they're doing a little concert action. Is that what, Friday night? Friday. A limited space. Yep. So maybe if you don't have tickets, you might have already missed out. But also on Saturday morning, we will be in Pittsburgh, Kansas, tailgating with Miners and Monroe for the Pitt State game. My alma mater will have free hot dogs out there, free beverages. It's going to be a brisk little morning here in the four states, but I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Are you wearing that cardigan there? I might. I I might do it. I'll probably actually wear a Pitt State hoodie. Yeah. It's going to be cold. I guess I need to go get one of those. Do you? I might wear a Missouri State one. I might be the guy that wears a different college to like a different college game. You know how I feel about that. That's why I might do it. That's so bad. And if you get too angry, don't worry. I'll be strapped up with self-defense <laughs> here thanks to Gunspot.com. For all your gun and ammo needs, be sure to visit Gunspot. No reserved auctions. Again, Gunspot.com. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Be able to be in a spot where you can protect yourself and your family, gunspot.com. And we thank both those great local sponsors for supporting this show. Couldn't do it without them. And I don't think I said it, but Miners and Monroe, uh, use code MITEUP10. Grab yourself one of these fly cardigans that I have on today, even if you're not a cardigan guy. I feel like I'm, I'm definitely it. not, and it's hard to look at you and just be like, this dude's wearing a freaking cardigan right now. But here's the thing. All judgment aside, it does look comfortable. It's not something I would wear mm-hmm. yet. I should say that because I have now ne- I've never worn one, so I can't sit here. I can't. I'm gonna have to do the whole like don't knock cool it till you try it. Yeah, <laughs> cool buttons, bro. Very easy to button. Oh, and unbutton. unbutton. Like don't tease me like that with the unbutton. You know, you know. You just gave me a little case, wink, just in case it needs to come off quickly. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the ladies are gonna maybe look at this. And be like that's a really cool cardigan. I wonder what it would look like on my floor. Only one way to find out. Go to MinersandMonroe.com. Use code MikeDup10. Uh, I did want to get into some of these college football reactions. I had a surprise firing over the weekend. And I, the great Bruce Feldman was kind of talking about this on the big noon kickoff that he was hearing rumblings of TCU coach Gary Patterson was maybe on the hot seat. And that heated up very quickly because then he was fired on Sunday. And it was rumored that the university kind of wanted him to stick around, finish out the season, and he was like, nah, I'm good, actually. I get it. I respect that. But it's crazy. He was one of the longest-tenured coaches in college football. He had been at TCU for over 20 years. But I, I do think that with the way it's going this year, when USC fired their coach so early on, it, it kind of put these other teams behind the eight ball where it's like, okay, 
we have to make it known that this job is available. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're LSU, if you're TCU, TCU doesn't belong in the same kind of conversation as those guys. But it is like, a, oh, hey, by the way, you know, we're looking for a coach too. Texas Tech fired their coach, and I think that's where this one gets interesting because Texas Tech and TCU, I think, will be competing uh, for the coach at SMU, Sonny Dykes, who has done a, a really fantastic job at SMU, has proven that he can recruit in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and the, the entire state of Texas. So I, I think that was the move with TCU, recognizing that, hey, maybe it's time to move on from Gary Patterson, who's a fantastic defensive coach. But even with him at TCU, I don't know that they ever took that next step that they wanted to in the Big 12 of like just even competing in the Big 12. I know that there are probably jokes to be made about them beating Texas. Uh, okay, cool. That's maybe the first step, but you also have to compete within your conference, and they just haven't been uh, for a while now. So I, I do think that a move was probably needed, yeah. but this is just another one of those dominoes that are going to fall because what USC started. Yeah, and if you are Sonny Dykes, I mean, what job do you want? Do you want TCU or do you want Texas Tech? Or do you want to just, I mean, maybe not necessarily get out of the state of Texas, but like if a job like USC's offered it, duh, you're going to take I that one over the other If I remember right, two. with Sonny Dykes, I think his dad coached at Texas Tech. So that's going to be tough to turn down. But maybe I'm biased. Uh, you've heard me talk about Cliff Kingsbury before mm-hmm. and guys like Baker Mayfield. Obviously, I'm a Texas fan. I don't think that Texas Tech job is a very good job. I would much rather go to TCU, stay in the, the Fort Worth area. I think you can recruit better there. I think it's a better school. So, I mean, for me, if I'm Sonny Dykes, even if my dad did coach at Tech, I, I think that TCU is a better job. Now, mm-hmm. maybe for him, he does want to carry on that legacy and go to Tech. I don't think that it's a terrible job. But he if coached I'm looking there at him, in 2000 with Mike Leach's staff mm-hmm. as a wide receivers coach. Yeah, so I maybe he does want to go back home, uh, kind of, I, I guess you could say. But if I'm looking at those two jobs, I think that TCU is a much better program. Yeah. A much better job. I, I wouldn't even consider Tech over TCU. But I'm not right there in it. I You know, I didn't coach it. Texas Tech before no. but I do think that will weigh very heavily on his decision and with SMU they're a school that has been really left out in the conference realignment stuff too to where I think that maybe he it's time to get out and try to get to a big conference uh, he's going to get a much better payday there too but there, I mean there are a lot of coaches now that are on the hot seat and I, I've seen a lot of reports about Dan Mullen this morning at Florida and how like he is really kind of like, caught me by surprise seeing it on the rundown and like Last year we were talking about, about him as like one of the best coaches in the SEC. I'm like, sitting here thinking like, where did I just read that? State of college football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the Dan Mullen rumors are heating up. Jim Harbaugh loses to Michigan State. Which, God damn it. How? <laughs> I, Kenneth t- Walker the third is how. I, I know. <laughs> which, just give him the Heisman. I feel like that was his Heisman moment this weekend. Like, uh-huh. holy smokes. Just... <laughs> I don't know who else, aside from Caleb Williams, has looked that good so far. Like, Matt mm-hmm. uh, Corral looks like he's got somewhat of an injury, right? right. It, got it looked like it, but then he came back onto the field. Oh, I know. Which Isn't is just, that just like, like Twitter in a nutshell. I mean, Matt Corral gets hurt, and everybody starts talking like, that looked like an Achilles. I can't remember who tweeted it. If you know, like, I'm not trying to be rude. It's like, that looked Achilles E. Uh-huh. Like, that was a tweet I saw. I didn't see the play, and I was just like, man, like, we're talking Achilles on, like, an elite quarterback here, like, a high possible right. draft pick. and. the as a quarterback, and it's uh-huh. like, that's it. And then, like, 30 minutes later, it's like, he's back. He's <laughs> yeah. back on the field. Yeah, I'm actually, like, no, Man. he's fine. He just twisted his ankle a little bit. Yeah, I, I saw that, too. 
And I was watching the game, and they kept showing the replay over and over again, and I couldn't see any injury. Like no ripple up the, the right. Cap, I, I didn't see anything. See so those. even like seeing the injury, then what I immediately did was go to Twitter and be like, "All right, let's find out what happened." And then there were people talking about like, "Oh, it could have been an Achilles." And I'm like, "Oh shit," because I didn't see anything where like his ankle. Like you'll see some of those gruesome ankle injuries. It didn't look like that yeah. at all. But I mean, he comes back in the game. Uh, I I don't know that he's a, a Heisman guy anymore, but I I do think that we did see a Heisman moment on Saturday. With Kenneth Walker. And, you know, a lot of these other guys that are up there for it, they haven't had that moment. And I do think, like, as dumb as it is, you kind of have to have your moment. <laughs> yeah. Because if not, you're not going to run away with this trophy. And I think that's why guys like Bryce Young, Alabama, he hasn't had that moment. And that's why he's still like, yeah, he's in the running, but, like, nobody's claimed it yet. Yeah. yeah C.J. Stroud at Ohio State is another guy that I think should be up there, but he hasn't had his moment. Well, he had a rough start to the season with all right. eyes on him. And now it's like, well, okay, yep. he's tearing. I mean, Ohio State has quietly had a very impressive run, like mm-hmm. the last part of like the last four or five weeks. Right. Where we're looking at, if you're paying attention, it's like, damn, Ohio State looks really, really and good I mean, right his, he's putting up huge numbers week mm-hmm. after week. I do think one thing that's going to hurt both Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud is the talent that they have around him. Yeah. Uh, even last year with those Alabama guys, it was like, okay, this is a really good performance by Mac Jones or Devontae Smith. But there's so much talent around them that it, it kind of hurt them in the Heisman. I think C.J. Stroud is going to get some of that too because his receivers are so good. And now Trayvon Henderson, his running back, is very, very good, just a <laughs> freshman. So I think that's something that's going to hurt them. And then that's where we look at guys like Kenneth Walker. I think he did have a Heisman moment and rushed for, you know, I think it was like 198 yards and five touchdowns mm-hmm. against Michigan in a comeback win. That's going to be huge for him. And then the other guy uh, you mentioned a little bit too is Caleb Williams. I think he should be considered for the Heisman. Six passing touchdowns. I saw yesterday. It was like, oh, you quarterback hasn't done this since Kyler Murray. It was like three years ago. I hate when they do yeah, that. Like, like, oh, we haven't seen this since 2018. Bro, that was three years ago. Yeah. Tell me when it's like plus 10. If, <laughs> if something hasn't happened in 10 plus years, that's cool. That's notable. Or tell me how many quarterbacks from this university have thrown six touchdowns in a game over the last 10 yeah, years. Because I, I have a feeling it's a lot at OU. Probably. I, I, I think Baker probably did it before that. Yeah. Against but, Kansas. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, I'm going to grab my nuts here. You don't want to shake my hand. Uh-huh. Here's six tutties. I was there for that game. One of the most impressive performances I've ever seen. And person, even if he honestly. didn't like throw for six, he probably had six. Yeah. Like, or had five in a big game. It's not like this is something they've never seen before at Oklahoma. <laughs> like, it's actually like he just checked the box on, like, okay, this is what we do at Oklahoma. We have six touchdown performances. <laughs> Spencer Rattler's probably like, how the fuck did he do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I was playing, you know, I probably would have had seven. Yeah. This is what he's sitting there thinking. Oh, 100%. Dude, I, I would have made that. I'd have 10. I would double digit touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And with Caleb Williams, I think he's another guy who had his moment. Sadly, against our Texas Longhorns. Comes in, first play, boom, 68 yards. Oh, yeah, yards. fourth and two. Mm-hmm. See ya. The only question is, is he going to be able to put up the numbers that I think Heisman voters will look at? And I, he missed like six games. He didn't, he didn't miss them. He didn't play in six games yeah. to start the season. So I think that's another thing that will be held against him. Uh, I, I think he enters next year as the Heisman favorite. Oh, yeah. without a doubt. If you look at it right now, though, who do you say is the Heisman? I would put Kenneth Walker up there. For what he's doing. One of the top rushers in the league. But Michigan State's going to have to continue to win games. Yeah. And Mel Tucker, Mm -hmm. I mean, we were talking about coaches. Um, 
I remember when Coach O got fired and everybody was immediately talking about Mel Tucker. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, it looks like Dude he's just ready. got the job. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks like he has his program ready to go there. So I, I think with Kenneth Walker, if they can continue to win games, he should be fine. Yeah. However, you still have Ohio State and Penn State left on the schedule, I think. I was looking at it yesterday. Those Penn. are going to be tough games. But if he has a, another big performance, then he's, he's going to lock it up. But for right now, if I had to vote on the Heisman winner, it would be Kenneth Walker. Yeah, and I mean, like we mentioned the run, like the rushing touchdowns that he had this weekend, and they weren't like two to three yards out. Like oh, this yeah. is key downs, you know, second seven, whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like he's splitting right between a guard and center with a hole that does not look very big and a, a defensive end that came down. It looked like the quarterback just made the wrong read because he's like, I'm not about to get fucking decked here. Here you go, Kenneth. Dude goes and scores a touchdown, puts them back in the lead. But if you're Michigan with the whole Jim Harbaugh situation here, at what point do you say enough's enough? He's right. yet to beat Michigan State since Mel Tucker's been there, which I think is three seasons now Mel Tucker's uh, been sure. there. He's he's undefeated against Michigan. I know that. But then, really? like, you haven't beat Ohio State at all. Like, yeah. not, it doesn't feel like you've really gotten close either. Uh-huh. And now Harbaugh is, like, three and four against Michigan State. Mm-hmm. He has not beat Ohio State. And so – with Harbaugh, it's interesting, and I did write about this a little bit in the state of college football. You can find that at thedraftscout.com. So many good universities have already fired their coaches. So LSU, USC, it seems like James Franklin is probably going to take the USC job, so then Penn State opens up too. Dan Mullen is maybe on the hot seat. The Miami job might come open. The Virginia Tech job might come open. So who are you replacing Jim Harbaugh with? And that's why I think he's probably going to get another year. I think he's going to get his ass kicked by Ohio State once again. But there's like no, there are not enough good coaching candidates to replace him. Yeah. And at Michigan, I think that maybe if you can make a run at Matt Campbell at Iowa State, maybe then you fire Jim Harbaugh. But Luke Fickle's probably not going to go there. He's an Ohio State grad. He wanted that Ohio State job. It's not going to come open. But maybe if you can make a run at Matt Campbell. But if you can't get him, I don't know who else you would get to take that Michigan job right now. So they might just say, well, we'll wait till next year. Because yep. next year they might be the top dog. They might be the biggest opening where they can get anyone they want to. But as of right now, I mean, I I think that they're behind LSU for sure. I don't know what job I'd rather have, USC or Michigan. I don't think James Franklin would go to Michigan yeah, either. Not from not going from Penn State. Going Real quick tri- on Mel Tucker. He's been there two years. On, he's beat Michigan twice. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and he is probably going to go to LSU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like a lock. I was so close to tweeting that yesterday, and I hopped on Twitter to do it, and freaking Matt beat me by like 30 seconds. I saw like 32 seconds ago, Matt tweeted. <laughs> like, I was like, son of a bitch. I, I hate when that happens, yeah. too. When anybody beats me to like a good – take like ah damn it i'm not telling you or <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll see somebody tweet and i go to reply to it I'm like i wonder if anybody has made this joke yep. yep yep somebody made it and then it just takes all the wind out of my sails it does and you're yeah. just like well i'm done tweeting for a minute but i mean college football is so it's crazy so far we're in november 1st i don't think that there's a clear heisman favorite and it sounds like so many jobs might open up I, like we started this segment out tcu fires their coach and gary patterson Florida is maybe a team that's going to be looking for a new coach. They're kind of like Michigan. It's like, who the hell do you expect 
to replace Dan Mullen. That was going to be though. my question because like I feel like Dan's done fine. You uh, you make a run at Urban Meyer and be like, hey, the NFL <laughs> fucking sucks, right? Come back. <laughs> I saw Jaguars fans yesterday just like, we're done. Go back to college. I'm done. Yeah, See it ya. looked so bad for the Jaguars <laughs> yesterday. Uh, but I don't I don't know if you're Florida. I don't. Speaking I don't know of Jaguars, you, you go on for. a bye week and that's how you fucking come out of it. Yeah, it's like boys. He's just Urban Meyer was not meant to coach in the NFL. I think he's one of the best college football coaches I've seen, but he was not meant to be in the NFL. And they just continue to prove that week after week that even with like the young talent, they still find a way to lose to bad teams. (laughs) Like there's a, you know, teams like the lions are bad and you look at their roster and it's like, okay, their roster shit. You look at the Jaguars and it's like, okay, you've got some pieces to build around and they still just come out and get their ass beat every Sunday. Uh, real quick, urban Meyer, Nick Saban just celebrated his 70th birthday this past uh-huh. weekend. Urban Meyer's only 57. Mm-hmm. This dude could come from the NFL, go somewhere in college, dominate for the next 13 years, and we could just be like, completely forget about his NFL stint. I mean, just like we do with Nick Saban. Exactly. Nobody talks about how shitty he was with the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> because he, I mean, he kind of left quickly. But I do think that Urban Meyer, I don't think that he's for long in the NFL. I, I do think that he goes back. Maybe it is. Maybe he does look at that Florida job and say, okay, I'll go back there. I, Ohio State, probably pretty happy with what they have mm-hmm. in Ryan Day. And I I don't know that you can go back to Columbus now if you're Urban Meyer. <laughs> like that's Your can family's you, going to be like, no. <laughs> can you go to Florida, though? I think he could. I mean, he still does so much with Ohio State, or at least he used to. But I think that he could go back to Florida. Is it too late to go to Florida? Like, is it just USC? Like, is For that Urban Meyer? Yeah, I don't think so. Like, if Dan Mullen gets fired, I would put Urban Meyer at the top of their list to go after them. I mean, he's already close by. Yeah, you know he loves Tebow. He still loves Florida. Uh, his wife probably needs him to throw away all his Ohio State quarter zips anyway, so that yeah. gives him another reason to say, "Hey, actually, we're going back to Gainesville." Let's get to some of these col- not college football teams. Let's get to some of these NFL games tonight where our Kansas City Chiefs take on the New York Giants. But first, let's remember our great sponsors at Club 609. They're happy hour from 2 o'clock till 8 o'clock. I, am, uh, I, I might need this happy hour come tomorrow. I am, I'm not concerned, but I'm a little bit worried about the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but definitely check out Club 609. Happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Two-for-one drink specials. $2 draft pours. My favorite bar in the entire world. Uh, so many different atmospheres within one location. <laughs> Definitely check them out. Oh, I mean, you're hitting the head right on the nail right on the head there. Yeah, that, we did a really good job with that ad read. We did. Like A lot of people don't talk about how good we did just then. Yeah. But they was... should. Be like, hey, you know what? I was a little on the fence about Club 609 until I heard you guys absolutely butcher – uh, selling me on Club Six and that. Yeah, and that's just, it's such a good time. I'm still intoxicated from the amount of fun that I had there. Saturday, great Halloween atmosphere. You didn't come in dressed up. You were? I was. As what? Mad scientist. <laughs> How? Uh, oh, you have a lab coat. A lab coat, gloves, goggles. I couldn't find a crazy hair wig, but <laughs> right. still pulled it off. Looks great. It was Did awesome. you take any pictures? I didn't see any posted. Uh, I think I don't know. I no one wants to take pictures on my phone. I think I got the nicest phone of the whole fucking place. Whatever. Nobody. No, just no one cares. That's fine. Yeah. I can't wait to see these Android fucking looking photos. Nah, they're probably gonna be terrible. Exactly. Uh, but but it, no disrespect. That's great. 
Glad you can still text me. Anywho. Well, I, you know, I did have my daughters this weekend. Oh, I, that wasn't meant towards you. I, yeah, I was not. That was not. That yeah, was it felt not. Very personal it, it, with me being. I the now see only how that came off. <laughs> I now see how that came off. That's not what I meant. I'm sorry. Uh, where does Halloween rank up there for you on holidays, though? I know you you clearly don't like to be scared, and this is a little no, bit of a scary. But I holiday. like the I like the whole costume. Like I I think it's so cool seeing like other people's costumes and being like, mm-hmm. dude, that's sick. Or like we know how crazy the ladies get at times, but like I feel mm-hmm. like it's really attractive when a girl like has a goofy costume like i feel like that's just i love seeing like because it's more TikTok, personality right it's yeah. like uh, she, what is it called like stitching it's like yeah. these are most girls or everybody clips out the mean girl sound it's uh-huh. like this is what girls do on halloween and then she comes in and she was wearing a taco yes like covering her whole body she's like not me and then she was twerking in her taco yes that was hilarious that's my wife (laughs) (laughs) it was hilarious to see that side of it too i i love halloween though Mm -hmm. uh, this time of year especially when it's cold for halloween yeah i know we've had a couple in the past where it's a little hot that's that doesn't count like i need cold and maybe even a little bit of rain for Halloween. And that was perfect. But well, you I, had a tweet this weekend. I was going to say. Where it was like, Halloween should be the last Saturday of the month. Uh-huh. Because it shouldn't end on a Sunday. And I could not agree more. There is no reason Halloween lands on like a fucking Wednesday. Yeah. Right. Make it one of those. It's like the last Saturday. Like Mother's Day. First Sunday of May. Yeah. Or second Sunday. Whatever it is. Or, you know, Memorial Day. Last Monday in May. Yes. Uh, Labor Day. First uh, Monday in September. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Like, I get it. There are a couple that need to be like, hey, this is the day that we do it. But Thanksgiving is the last Thursday in November. So I think that's a top three holiday. Yeah. Like, New Year's Day? Yeah, you're probably going to want to celebrate that one on New Year's, New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Christmas, December 25th. But we get, like, time off for those holidays. Yes. So it really, like, doesn't matter when it falls. Like, the 4th of July, I that's a day off. You're going to get it. It doesn't matter. But with Halloween, it is like it's a kid holiday, but it's also a drinking holiday. Mm-hmm. You need the next day off. It's pff, hey, I missed a good chunk of those afternoon games Sunday. <laughs> yeah, because I needed. Something. And a lot of people did celebrate like on Saturday, but I I do think that it's like October thirty first, cool. But maybe we just make it the last Saturday in October. You know what though? Maybe here's the other side of it. Devil's Advocate. Uh huh. Pun intended. There, you're welcome. Uh huh. Ruin that joke because I called it out. But maybe some parents are like, hey, we actually don't want it to be on that day because, like, let's say we were able to go party. Some parents are like, we went, to, we were able to go party Saturday, and then Sunday we are still able to take our kids out trick-or-treating. So maybe yeah. that's how some people might view it that way. Yeah. yeah, I guess that could make it. But at the same time, fuck them kids. Halloween's on Saturday. Yeah. I. It just it makes sense to me. Again, it was it's kind of my take. I think it's one that's a little bit popular, but I, I it just makes too much sense. And I even had somebody reply to me. I was trying to find it because it was just ridiculous it, because they disagreed with my take. But, I mean, as a teacher, I can remember teaching on Halloween and being like, no, we, we got to focus. Like, this is a full day. Mm-hmm. Or coming in the next day, November 1st, just today, and then trying to teach. And these kids have, like, they were all hopped up on candy not too long ago. They stayed out a little bit later. It's just it doesn't work. And then for adults, too. Maybe you've gone out for Halloween. You've had a little too much to drink. You probably need a day off, too. So, for me, it just makes sense. Make it the last Saturday yeah. in October. I feel like we we stick to too many, like, traditions. When some of them, we just need to look at it and be like, you know what? There's a better way to do this. 
Why don't they and just even the, why don't they just listen to us? Sorry, I pause there. It's just like just listen to us. We make too much sense here. Yeah. And even the one the guy that replied to me, um, said like what difference does it make to move it to a Saturday? To which I said, you know, it helps the kids. They get the day off from school. Helps adults. They probably need it too. And he came back with, uh, uh, it doesn't seem like it's mattered for the last 75 years or more, but okay, what, moving Independence Day next to? No. no what? <laughs> what? It's worked for the what last the 75 fuck? years or so? What? This dude doesn't, here's the thing, you wouldn't be invited to the Halloween party anyways. <laughs> the, to which sounds- I said, do you even like celebrate Halloween? Because like, if you don't and you just hate the holiday and you're like, I'm not taking any of this, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. It's whatever. I, I get it. But like, why attack this and be like, what, are you going to move Independence Day next? No, fucker. That's 4th of July. Why does that? Why does it automatically just go to that extreme? Like, move yeah. Halloween. What, you want to move 4th of July, too? Yeah. What, you want to change the year it happened? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think, like, top five holidays, probably Christmas for most people, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, New Year's Day. Most of those fall on a day. However, <laughs> Thanksgiving is not. Yeah. It is just the last Thursday October and uh, Halloween should be the same way. Last Saturday in October. Makes I mean, too much sense. You mentioned earlier it is November 1st. Let's get into this next ad read. So we give downtown lube. Mark Edder and the boys pride themselves again. You in and out the same business day. They specialize in tires and lube, but they are more than that. So be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Located on Main Street in First. If you're in the area, go to them for all your mechanical needs. Mark Edder and the guys will take great care of you. We promise you that. But November 1st, Christmas season. I'm actually I'm fine with that. Yeah, I know that I'm not the biggest Christmas guy. I'm fine with that. Oh, it's I, Matt that really likes Christmas. What I like am Christmas. is the I'm not going to tell you what fun you can have guy. If you want to celebrate Christmas on November first, that's fine. If you want to start putting your tree up October thirty first, you do you. Yeah, like I'm going to give a lot of respect to the other holidays, but it's whatever. People are crazy about Christmas. Go for it. Don't let somebody else ruin your fun. You want to put up your fucking tree uh, and keep it up till February? I've done that before. Mm-hmm. It's too lazy. So <laughs> guess what? I had a St. Patrick's tree. We just took Good all the... God. <laughs> for real. For real. And if I wouldn't have moved like the next month, I think, uh, we, we were going to do more. Uh, I don't know what the next... Like, it was almost a Memorial Day tree. <laughs> Damn. Because I just didn't want to take it down. It's yeah. a pain in the ass to store it. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a fake tree. This is a live tree. Like, damn, that thing's going yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a fake tree. I've never done the live tree. It just seems like too much. Have we a did when we were kids, and it just smells too. Uh-huh. Like that and like the amount I, I think that with the fall smell, off. Right. It's like at, at first, it's like, oh, my gosh, this smells so good. By day four, you're probably like, why the fuck does the house smell like this still? <laughs> you're going to school, and you're like, what the hell? Bro, did you shower? It's like, yeah, man. It's just yeah. right next to the laundry room. Can't you help guys it. okay? Are you sleeping outside? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell us. But Taking I'm, pine cones out of your pocket like, shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with Do what makes you happy as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. You're yeah. like, you know, I hate when people are like, oh, how do you like your steak? And they're like, oh, no, you can't eat your steak that way. Or, oh, you don't drink black coffee? No, I fucking put loads of sugar in that bitch. <laughs> yeah. and then that's the only way I can drink it. I so. want some coffee with my sweetener, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Do what makes you happy. And if, you know, November 1st, you want to put up the tree, go for it. What are you? When are you putting your tree up? Have you talked to your After daughters about that? Oh. I'm a Black Friday tree up guy. That's a good plan. Mm-hmm. It's Thanksgiving. That's one of your favorite holidays, right? That is my favorite holiday. Why? I don't know. I just, uh, okay, I do know. My mother is a fantastic cook. Mm-hmm. 
And her Thanksgiving meal is exceptional. It like the the gravy that she makes goes on everything. Uh, the mashed potatoes, all of it, it's great. And I do think that I it's cool to be able to spend time with your family. I like my family, so I know a lot of people maybe don't. They dread going to those holidays. I don't. I, I like spending time with them. I always have my daughters for it, so it's just a cool time, and it's like stress free. Mm-hmm. Christmas is cool. It's very similar. I get stressed out by buying presents for people. I don't like to do it. Just do what I do. Don't, don't. buy anyone presents. <laughs> but like, in like, my hey, family, we my always present do like the is my presents. Exactly. I'm freaking here. In my family, we always do like the name drawing and stuff like that. Yeah, which is fine. But I also like give myself anxiety. Because I'm like, oh, I, I want to buy something that you like. I don't yeah. just want to go and like, oh, here's a $10 gift set. There you go. I want you to like what I actually give you. And I stress myself out about it. And then it's like, how much money am I spending? Because I do want to make sure that you like this gift. It's not just <laughs> something I grabbed off the shelf. So it, Christmas is a stressful event for me. I, so that's why Thanksgiving is above Christmas. I think Thanksgiving, you get all the cool stuff without the stress. That makes a lot of it's sense. It's cool to get gifts. Not a Christmas hater, but it is it's a little stressful at times. Yeah. I've real I've I don't know, I've kind of realized with Christmas, like I'm past the age with Christmas of like getting gifts. I'll be on like that's mm-hmm. why Christmas is so much fun to me or like important in a way. Like I've definitely found the other values in it too. But like I feel like with Thanksgiving, it's that time of like being thankful, you know, but no one's ever really thankful. They're yeah. just it's here's a- all this food and we eat it and then we just get completely stuffed and we all want to take naps but we don't want to just be like together as a family and we're all taking separate naps and then it's just like the driving to so with thanksgiving i've never really i don't know like i enjoyed eating all the food but then it gets more it's like i'm stuffed i want to take a nap and watch football and the fucking hallmark channel's on and everyone's asleep that's not my thanksgiving experience yeah so that's why <laughs> mine's a little different right very thankful for my family love them so- but put on the damn football game and shut up so I can watch it. But with Christmas, that's a lot of the same stressors too of like the travel. Yeah. Of going to different places. And if the weather, like the weather last year sucked really bad, uh-huh. if I remember correctly. So like that in around here, Missouri, like it could be snowing one day, tornado the next, and then like black ice. And you're like, I don't even freaking get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So top five holidays, what are yours? Uh, Christmas, love 4th of July. Um,. Memorial Day, Labor Day. I mean, I should, probably should have put Memorial Day up there, but I think I lump those two together. Like those, yeah. I know they mean different things, but let's be honest about how we celebrate them. Like, yeah, in the, the weather's main, nice. The main reason is yeah, the beginning weather of is, summer, end of summer. Exactly. We're drinking. <laughs> Get to go to the lake. Like, there's just good parties. Like, I like being outside. I hate the whole aspect of like sweating my ass off, but like it is nice being outside, having fun, like yard games, drinking, barbecue. Like, I love that type of atmosphere. Yeah. My daughter's birthday is at the end of May, so we always kind of have like a, an mm-hmm. outdoor birthday party for her, and it it's a drinking party. Oh yeah, that I'm gonna have my hands full with my kids. You, I, this weekend we I did a trunk or treat thing with them, and we went with Matt and his son. And watching my daughter look at some of the outfits that some of these girls were wearing, and she'd be like, "Oh, I like that." I'm like, "Oh, do you? Good." I'm going to lock you in your room when you're 13 years old. <laughs> uh, hands going to be incredibly full. So this is the youngest one? Yeah. Yeah. You know. You've met her. She's yeah. too much like me that it's scary. I've got and a lot of karma. And your oldest one is reach. just enough to where I think she's going to be like a sneaky. 
that's what I say too. Yeah, and Every- she's gonna be gorgeous. I'm not saying the youngest one's not, uh-huh. but like, you post like her happy birthday pictures, and I was like, there's yeah. gonna be guys swooning over this girl. Mm-hmm. She looks just old. like her mom. Mm-hmm. Which I dude, you're in a lot of trouble. A weird thing to say, but like my ex-wife was pretty good looking. Yeah, props, bro. So <laughs> I remember the first time I met her when I was twelve. I'm like, that's his fucking girlfriend. And my aunt's like, yes, be quiet. And I was like, Mimi, she's hot. <laughs> I right. Swear to God, I remember the first time I met her. And so my oldest daughter looks just like her mom. She's going to be good looking. My youngest daughter is just like me. She's also probably going to be very pretty, and it, it kind of sucks. Like, as a dad, I wanted my daughters to be attractive and, like, funny and all this. Now, as they get older, I'm like, maybe, you know what? We just pack on a couple you're pounds. You're just shaping, like, the perfect girl, and now you're just like, fuck. Yeah, this is really going to backfire on me. <laughs> yeah. I did too good of a job as a father. And I guess maybe I just start slacking off. Maybe I develop a little bit of a drinking problem. But then they get daddy issues, and then it's all. That's downhill from there. I'm just screwed. Yeah. I'm going to go Just keep to doing your thing. You'll be fine. They'll be responsible. Gunspot.com. Start loading <laughs> up on weapons. And the first boy that they bring around, I'll be like, look, this is my house where I have 20,000 guns. Have you seen the clip where the guy <laughs> and takes And the tracking his... device. Here, hold this. <laughs> guy has a daughter and takes her to prom, and the, the date shows up, and he takes him to the garage with like all of his buddies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, if you hurt her, just know. Uh-huh. And they're just like, we don't even have to tell you. And he's like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they exactly. all start laughing. That's what we're gonna do. It's yeah, it's gonna have to happen. But how about we talk about some football? I think uh, we're ten minutes into the segment. We're we finished. We talked about holidays, my daughters, the Chiefs um, play tonight. The Chiefs I do swear play tonight. To God, if they do not win this football game, I will not be here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's it sucks because this is a lose lose situation for the Chiefs, and I think Chiefs fans, if the Chiefs lose this game. It is like a, a doomsday. This is the end of the world. The world season's over. Yeah. If they win, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to beat the Giants. So there's like no celebration. They could come out and win 50 to nothing. Which, and I still think, you know, a lot of people would say, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. And if those people do say that, oh, that's what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. I will chirp at every single one of them back and be like, where was this energy two weeks ago? Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a team you're supposed to beat. You're supposed to beat Philadelphia, and you did, and it was still somewhat mm-hmm. of a close game. The, like, they need to absolutely annihilate the Giants tonight. Like, the yeah. Giants need to have a plane ride back to New York of, like, why are we even still a fucking organization? And I, I hope that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, I hope they recognize that, too, and don't get conservative. No, like, I, I want I hope foot on the throat, out. like, beat the tar out of them, send yep. them home scared, terrified. Patrick Mahomes has an amazing day, absolutely zero turnovers. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman. I mean, just everybody needs to eat, and the defense needs to just get sacks on sacks on sacks. Mm -hmm. Like, this needs to be the game against Denver a couple years ago where they scored. They had, like, five turnovers, and they put up, like, 35 points by themselves. That's what this defense needs to do. Now, with that being said, what do you think the outcome will be? I don't know. Saquon Barkley's not playing. Kenny Galladay is not playing, which is good. Kind of helps the defense out. It also does suck to have, like, the Chiefs and the Giants playing and have to worry about, like, okay, who's injured? Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that shows you kind of the, the state of the current affairs with Kansas City. I mean, City. the Chiefs should beat them by double digits. Like they should. 15 They're a ten-and-a-half-point favorite. I think, man, I, I don't I think they cover, they, but I, I don't mean, know. They should. My only worry is, like, this Giants defense being better than a lot of us just overlook. 
because they can kind of get to the the quarterback. The secondary like, hasn't Daniel been Daniel Jones awful. will have games where it's like, okay, this guy is actually pretty good. Or this like Chiefs if this is, is if bad. this is a game where he uses his legs to his advantage, exactly. Like is this where he gets an eighty yard rush but doesn't trip on the twenty yard line? Because mm-hmm. that'll be a highlight reel we'll get to see for the rest of the time. And I got to look at kids. I hate that every when I see all these like famous players, like NFL Hall of Famers, where it's like you see their highlight reel. Any time a Chiefs def- defense comes up, I'm like, oh, that's tough. Yeah, like of course they had a good play. Here's a, a little bit of breaking news in the NFL. The trade deadline is going to be on Tuesday uh, at 3 o'clock Central Time. The Broncos are finalizing a trade to send eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker Von Miller to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for two second-day 2020 draft picks. So, um, two day-two picks. That's a huge move for the Rams. How the fucking hell? They just don't. They won't draft. Like There will be a draft in the near future where the Rams just don't have picks. I, I get you get them out of the AFC to the NFC, but you just load up the Rams defense. Yeah. This dude's going to be a stud over there. And it even says Miller is now saying his goodbyes to his friends in the Broncos training facility. So it seems like that one's maybe not official. Maybe by the time uh, everybody's listening to this, it will be official. I mean, the Rams just get even better. I, and I don't know that Von Miller is the player that he used to be, but I still think that he's good enough. I mean, you have Von Miller. And Aaron Donald on that defensive line. That's like even if he's not the player that he used to be, he might look like it because he's playing he's, alongside Von or he's Aaron get, Donald. He's gonna get a lot of one on one type of situations. Yeah. I mean him and Aaron Donald can eat and this just helps this defense moving forward into the playoffs. Like their next matchups against Tennessee. We know how bad that mm-hmm. offensive line is against a good pass rush. Ask Arizona week one. But then they go to San Francisco, feel bad for Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance or whoever's starting there. Then the Rams get a bye week, and then they go Green Bay, Jacksonville, Arizona, Seattle, Minnesota, Baltimore, San Francisco. They could destroy everybody the remaining of this schedule, except for possibly Green Bay and Arizona. I think Arizona at that point maybe is kind of falling apart a little bit because there were some weaknesses in the game that Green Bay was able to exploit on Thursday night. Yeah. This Rams team. I mean, that's going to be (laughs) – Scary with what their offense is already doing. Yeah, their defense has already been good. I Damn. I find myself rooting for the Rams. I like it. I do too. Which is crazy because even in the off season, I wasn't a big Matt Stafford guy. You weren't actually. You were I, kind I, of a yeah. Like, I really I've never have been, but he is kind of proving me wrong. Even like he has looked very good. Cooper Cup looks extraordinary. I have pat always yourself been a on the Cup back guy. on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean that Rams team going to be very hard to beat they already were but I do like this move to bring in Von Miller and I used to question the draft picks that the Rams would give up and be like oh man you can't give up that for this veteran guy that not anymore I do not question it they've been very good so many teams miss on draft picks that I honestly think we overrate draft picks Oh, 100 percent like I agree with you I there was a while ago I think you and Matt had kind of started that conversation I was like eh like no, you have to build your team through the draft. Mm-hmm. The Rams don't. Like, they just don't care. And I actually had the Rams going to the Super Bowl versus the Chiefs. One side of that's looking a lot better than the other right now. Yeah. But it's just, like, good for the Rams. I mean, they're, they're doing what they need to do to help their team moving forward, especially at this point of the season. You see a weakness and maybe the pass rush outside of Aaron Donald. Well, we're going to go get Vaughn Miller then. And, like, of all players, Vaughn Miller. Yep. They're giving up a second and a third round pick in 2022. Which, again, might seem like a lot for a guy that's a veteran and maybe not in his prime anymore. But also, if you're the Rams, I think they see a Super Bowl window. 
to where you want to go out and you want to win mm-hmm. one of these things. Uh, you can't just keep building for the future and building for the future. And then they've done a good job of hitting on their draft picks. Yeah. Too. So, Especially in the later rounds. Like and those are the only picks they've had. But yeah, they have hit on those. Um, do you know how old Von Miller is off the top of your head? I do not. I was gonna 32. Say, yeah, I was going to say early 30s. I didn't realize he was. I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking like 29 to 30, but. Right. I don't know. 32, I feel like that puts you at a whole nother level of like, bro, you old. Yeah. As a football player. As a football player, yeah. yeah. And especially as a pass rusher, too, who's been, you know, recovering from some injuries, too. And it's, I mean, I guess it's also good for him. Yeah. I, I know that a lot of Broncos fans are maybe like didn't want to see him go, but it's nice that at the end of his career here, you get a little opportunity to go rejuvenate it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been a Super Bowl MVP, so he knows what it's going to take. Yeah. So that might be a boost to this That's defense yeah. and in the locker room as well of like, hey, uh, this is where we need to be. You're almost there, but this is what I know. Like, I know how it needs to be. Let's hit that next and level. And if you're the Broncos, you get two pretty decent little draft picks back yep. for him, and you send him to the NFC. So even if he, like, re-signs, I don't know what his contract looks like, but even if he's over there in the NFC, you're not too worried about it. Yeah. So and I, it's I mean, kind it's of a good, good thing to do to Von Miller. Like, you send him to a, de- you send him to a contender. So yeah. he's going to appreciate the Broncos <laughs> yeah. even more. I think if I were a veteran – I think the Rams might be like the team I would want to go to. Yeah, Tampa Bay would be very intriguing too. But with the way the Rams have played, I, I, they might be like the big destination spot. Yeah, trade and deadline it's LA. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know. I was I was talking to Matt and Corey, uh, the guys with the draft scout. I don't know that we're going to see like a busy trade deadline. Now, there are so many players that have already been kind of rumored, but I mean nothing has really happened. Yeah. So I don't I don't know that it's going to on Tuesday. We talked about Deshaun Watson. I really don't think that we see him get traded tomorrow. I, I think it's going to be too hard. But, you know, maybe some of these other guys, uh, you know, Marlon Mack, Allen Robinson, see what happens. Maybe uh, we get some noise there, but we'll talk about it tomorrow for sure. Yeah, I don't want Marlon Mack being traded to the Chiefs. I'm going to say that. that They do not need a running back. That's the, not their issue. No. The biggest trade I want to see – is Nikhil Harry get moved to the Kansas City Chiefs? So that I'd be completely even on. that one. Like I don't know if they would with Josh Gordon there now. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that speaking of a guy who should have a, like Josh Gordon needs to have a game. Let it be against the Giants. Yeah, show the fan base and everyone else why this is mm-hmm. an impact signing. On like so, why it's worth it. Tomorrow's a busy day. We have the NFL trade deadline and also tomorrow night the college football playoff rankings yep. come out. So we'll dive into that the trade deadline a lot for you tomorrow but that's it for us today don't forget about our great sponsors at roper kia go in there and tell mike to upset you and they will give you one thousand dollars off your nicer newer ride